Hey there, horror movie tea sippers. The following podcast episode will contain spoilers for the movie we are about to review. If you have not seen the movie and do not wish to have anything ruined prematurely, please do not continue to watch or listen until you have seen the movie. And welcome to the Horror Movie Tea Podcast. Today, we are covering <laughs> Practical Magic, and I will ignore the chaos that <laughs> just occurred right before <laughs> I started speaking. Um, and before we go into the review, I do want to just let everyone know that there is a trigger warning for this episode. Just be warned that this movie contains an alcoholic boyfriend that physically abuses one of the characters. But let's go ahead and grab our cups and talk about tea. I had to do a repeat because I hadn't finished my tea from the previous episode, Hocus Pocus. Uh, (laughs) I am drinking the (laughs) Republic of Tea, the Crown Collection Tea. It is specifically the Queen's Afternoon Tea. It's got premium black tea. I love how they have to say premium black tea. (laughs) Sweet blackberry leaves and natural honey and vanilla flavors. And this is the tin if anyone's curious. (laughs) Even though it will be reversed, but you you get the idea. And I am continuing to drink my cup of Bigelow's Medley Mint. Or Mint Medley Herbal (laughs) Tea. I'm tired. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And it has peppermint leaves, spearmint leaves, rose hips, lemon peel, and hibiscus. Yay. And, and I'm using a merch mug. Well. Yay. I I'm not. I'm using a Totoro mug. How dare. It's Totoro. It gives me makes me happy. But thank you so much to the Republic of Tea for allowing us to continue to do what we love. And for our tea sippers out there, brew yourself a cup of tea, sit back, relax, and we hope you enjoy the review. So, Practical Magic is about two witch sisters raised by their eccentric aunts in a small town, and they face close-minded prejudice and a curse which threatens to prevent them ever finding lasting love. Essentially, if they, like, find someone that they love then and get together with them, then they the person dies the man that falls in love with them yes well yeah yeah if it's unrequited like they love someone but they don't love them back then they're fine (laughs) so specifically well okay is that when they love each other and they get together or like what if they love each other but they don't like pursue a relationship unclear the curse came about because of maria's their ancestors broken heart from jilted lover so i think it targeted specifically men yeah that loved the women in their family yeah have to also wonder oh credit to imdb by the way for the the summary but i also have to wonder that makes me uh think i'm like the logic here what if it was another woman that loved one of the sisters and the one of the sisters loved her back. It's well, like that actually comes into play because the, the pure unconditional love of the sisters and it's not like romantic love, obviously, but it's, yeah. 
it's actual like family, familial, unconditional acceptance and love that ends up breaking the curse altogether. Like it well, went back in time. But I am referring to like a woman romantically. I know. I know. Yeah. It never came up. Yep. So we yep. don't know. We don't know. <laughs> but anyways, so for entertainment, I was pleasantly surprised by this movie. Um, I never grew up with this movie. I never watched this on my own. It was only with Jess. But I am kind of sad that I was not exposed to this earlier in my life. Because this <laughs> is a pretty good movie. So I would rate it a 7.5. I love the way that they portrayed the two sisters and the connection of the family. It's like it makes total sense that with the town misunderstanding them that the family would have such a strong bond because it's literally all they have. And I like the fact that the characters are intelligent and they don't go falling through the plot like some other romance movies do. Like the example is like Sally telling Gary, which is the detective, that she wants to know what they have is actually real rather than like a spell. It's not like she instantly is like, oh, you love that's you know it's like she's very skeptical like i'm not sure about this like you know we need to make sure that this is genuine when she realizes that he was part of the spell she's like ah crap Mm -hmm. (laughs) take a step back yeah (laughs) and then um the acting naturally was great especially the the kid actors were really impressive as well like no matter what age of character that they showed both of them felt genuine to the character that they were portraying. Like it it really, it felt like a true flashback or, or whatever. Yeah. The casting was great. Yeah. Really good. And I do like the chemistry between Gary and Sally, Sally, but I will say that it did feel a bit rushed. Now to be fair, they, and they even explained this, that a lot of the chemistry he had for her was off screen because it was a letter that motivated him to see her. But it's difficult because I can't really think of any good place that they could have cut or shortened to expand on their chemistry. All the scenes were very well placed and it really wouldn't make sense to lengthen the movie because it's already an hour and 44 minutes. So it's really difficult for me to think of a way that they could have expanded on the chemistry so it's like the movie was like pretty spot on except for that little bit but like i said i can't think of any alternative way that they could have cut to add more chemistry and it really i mean the movie didn't feel an hour and 44 minutes long it really doesn't it goes by really fast but i i definitely don't think it necessarily justifies them lengthening it to like two hours or more just mm-hmm. to like expand on the chemistry so that that's my my one nitpick but like i said it's a very small nitpick because it's like even like trying to think through i'm like i don't know how they would fix it but i think they should <laughs> uh, yeah, the only thing i can think of is if they lengthened it just a little bit but mm-hmm. i don't know really what else they would add necessarily yeah exactly But I love that they made the boyfriend so evil because it does force the sisters into a position where they didn't have much choice, but it also kept them 
the sister's sympathetic despite the fact that they committed murder like that that balance there because you can easily make a, a good character suddenly be less likable by having them do such a drastic act like that well and the fact that the the initial time at least was completely accidental yeah like she just wanted him to fall asleep <laughs> mm-hmm yeah so but and the, i mean there's there's movies specifically horror movies i'm thinking of but i'm sure there's uh, other cases where it's like a character will accidentally kill off another character and it just immediately turns you off on yeah. how like likable that is so i i think they were very clever in how they portrayed so carefully the sisters versus the boyfriend so mm-hmm. you're like oh it's like i know what they did was a bad thing but that asshole like totally deserved it like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like you know he, like he, he was going, <laughs> yeah it's like he was going to kill them if they didn't kill him type of thing yeah yeah that come 100 percent yeah but overall I think it's a really fun movie. It has a nice mixture of romance, comedy, supernatural, and heartwarming moments. Uh, not Maybe not a lot of people know this about me yet, but I am not into romantic comedies whatsoever. And so showing me any sort of movie where there's like a romance is always like a, a very touchy thing because you just won't know if I'll like it or not. But in this case... Like, there's just so much depth to the movie besides, like, the romance. It's an integral part of the plot, but at the same time, it's not like they're, like, shoving it down your throat. Well, it it kind of is important to the story, but it's not the main portion. It's more of yeah. a side arc. Yeah, so... Like, he's he's not even the reason why they were able to fully banish him anyway. Mm-hmm. In the end, like he was the reason they didn't go to jail. But <laughs> that's about it. Yeah. So definitely, if you don't like romantic comedies like me, give this movie a try. Maybe, maybe you'll like it. But that's all I got for entertainment. I am fully aware that Nostalgia Glasses played a bit of a role in my rating. But I did watch this movie when it came out, and I've watched it basically every year since. Usually multiple times. <laughs> so I give it an 8.75. Ooh. I absolutely adore this movie. I love this movie. It's great. The ants are so fun. <laughs> and they kind of make you wish that you had a couple of ants like that in your family. Or at least they did for me. <laughs> I mean, I love my huge family and they're all crazy. But... This is like a different kind of crazy. Yeah. And it's just, it's great to watch. You see the closeness because that is their community. They're shunned mostly from the rest of the community. It's surprising they didn't just leave, which you see some of the hypocritical people in the community coming to them for spells and things the very things that they shun them for. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is interesting. And I'm glad that they leave bits like that in the movie so that you can see that. I I love the relationship between the sisters and how close they are. And the little snippets of Sally's family when when her husband was alive. 
and the joy there. Like they show so much of their life in just little snippets and mm-hmm. you can really see how much they loved each other. Yeah. How much they loved their family and how close they were and just how devastated she is when he does pass. Yeah. So they did a really good job with that. I love the differences between the personalities of all the characters. Yeah. Even a lot of the side characters that you only see little bits of, they're very much individuals. Yeah, it's like they're distinct but realistic. Yes, exactly. And so they don't all run together. They're all very distinct and separate. So you can still tell them apart, (laughs) which is a complaint that we often have with a lot of other movies, is Mm -hmm. that I don't know which character is which because they're basically the same and interchangeable. This one is actually a bunch of individuals. So it's nice to see that. I love that they state very explicitly in the movie, there is no devil in the craft. Like what they do is, yeah, they have some spells and things, but it's nature and herb based, basically. There is some magic, sure, but it's... It has nothing to do with religion or Satan or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in another scene, um, one of the side characters says, you know, yeah, sure, you get your your outliers out there, the devil worshippers, the animal sacrifices and all, but that's extremely rare. <laughs> like, she's nothing like that. <laughs> None of it has even come close. <laughs> so... They they very much separate that, and I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. It is a funny movie in many scenes, but they don't overload it with mm-hmm. comedy. Yeah. It still has some darker tones to it, especially with the, the crazy boyfriend, <laughs> Jimmy, or James Angelov. He is, whew, there's some serious red flags there. <laughs> That she really should have seen before then, but she was so wrapped up in lust that uh, (laughs) found out a bit too late there. (laughs) But it's they have those darker tones, but they still bring some some levity to it with their comedy Mm -hmm. and most of their reactions to things and the way they speak to each other. Their interactions are very genuine and feel organic, so it doesn't feel forced for the most part. I say for the most part because I also, while I do love this movie, the relationship between Sally and Gary does feel a little bit rushed. And they do explain a lot of that, like you said, with the letter. He said he read it. It must have been a thousand times. So he felt like he knew her. Plus him going around the town talking to everyone about their family and hearing all these different things about them he gets a more complete picture, at least from an outsider's perspective, mm-hmm. of who she is and who her family are. Yeah. And where she's coming from. So I I see that, you know, some of it was obviously the the spell, but I think it was more the initial push. And that was about it. Yeah. But I do also absolutely love that when she realizes that he fits Basically, every check mark for that spell that she did as a child, she's like, wait a minute. <laughs> we need to back up. 
because we don't know if it's real if we continue like this. Mm-hmm. You won't know if it's just because I don't want to go to prison. And I won't know if it's because of the spell I did when I was small. So <laughs> let's not, shall we? <laughs> For the time being. And I also love that Gary was not the savior. Like he didn't come in. He wasn't the white knight. He didn't come in and fix everything. He mm-hmm. fixed some things, which admittedly, extremely helpful. It was nice that they didn't have to go to prison <laughs> for manslaughter or second degree murder, arguably. But, <laughs> but he wasn't the overall hero of yeah. the story. Mm-hmm. He didn't solve everything for them. Yeah, He didn't even actually fully take care of Jimmy like they initially thought. Mm-hmm. Once he left, they were like, oh, shit, this is still a thing. We still have a problem. And the women solved it themselves. Mm -hmm. Which was fairly rare for a movie in the 90s. (laughs) Let's be honest. Yeah. And it's refreshing and it's nice. Yeah, like, like, honestly, this is, at least to me, a near perfect movie. Like I have, it's been a long time since I've seen a movie that I can like bear that I'm basically nitpicking to be able to like scrape something from it. Like the only reason why I rated it, what I did is because it's not really my type of movie, but if it was my type of movie, I could totally see it being, you know, an eight or even a nine. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I like I do. I, and and again, I love that the the romance arc mm-hmm. is just a kind of a side note. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's mostly about the sisters and their bond. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's honestly yeah. a very refreshing movie. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. And they don't beat you over the head with it, so <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Like they, they know it's like they know just how much to give you. Yes. Minus the not enough chemistry, but it's like that that's arguable since they are like, yeah. you know, there was chemistry, but it's just off screen. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So and because it was off screen, that left us more time to focus on the actual main arc. Mm-hmm. So it was it's a nice balance there. I do agree that. It would have been nice if they showed just a little bit more of their relationship developing instead of it being very sudden (laughs) feeling. But like you said, I I don't really know how they would really add to that. Yeah, and especially in the 90s, I know they were pretty scared to have a movie that was too long. Yeah. That was over two hours. Like an hour and 44 minutes was like a long movie back yeah. then and, and then again, Lord of the Rings came out like it <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> just completely changed everyone's mind yeah and proved that oh we will we can and will as an audience sit for that long depending on the story itself so. yeah like the the only movies I remember in the 90s that were like longer than two hours were like ones based off of true stories like Braveheart Braveheart I think was over two hours I mean, it's I been a long so. time since I watched it, but as I, I remember seen bits and pieces of that one. Oh man, that one gave me childhood trauma. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> but anyways, 
That and Last of the Mohicans. I've only seen bits and pieces of that one, but hmm. I hear a lot of people say that gave them all the trauma as well. That one, uh, I was old enough that that didn't bother me as much. But yeah, at like either five or six, I watched my parents showed me Braveheart and especially the beginning scene where there's bodies hanging off of the ceiling. I, I was messed up for a while. <laughs> Well, you are a very sensitive child, anyway. Yeah, yes, I, yeah. <laughs> I was not ready, but it is also around that same age that I was shown Mars Attack, which also gave me lasting trauma. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, oh, childhood. <laughs> I still don't quite understand how that particular movie gave they you trauma. They get lasered into skeletons. How is that not scary? And it's silly. And, and it's they're funny. But they look terrifying. <sighs> they were lime green and bright red. Well, and, well the aliens were, were also terrifying because it's like it's just a brain and like these bulgy like beady they eyes. hilarious and stupid. Oh. Anyways. <laughs> Are we ready to move on? Two kinds of people. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we're ready for (laughs) realism. Oh, so (laughs) this movie is, uh, yeah, comment below on what your childhood trauma movies were. (laughs) But, anyways, arachnophobia. (laughs) Yeah, that. Poltergeist. Yeah. Yeah. So, for realism, this one's tough one so i ended up putting a three but now i almost kind of wonder if it deserves more like a four i don't know okay i'm going to go through all of my points and if i change my mind i will then revise my rating but the reason why at the time i did a uh, put a three is the the mother trying to prevent her kids from going through the same trauma as her being an outcast, I feel like it's pretty realistic. And then also Sally mm-hmm. going through the depressive phase after her husband died. Like, definitely very realistic of, like, how bedridden she was and how, like, useless she was in everyday tasks. Like, totally understandable. She was definitely going through the, the grieving process hard. I love that you could see the different stages of grief. Yeah, like the details. So those those two things were definitely pretty realistic. The one thing that I was a little bit confused about is why would Sally's letter be relevant to the detective? It it just it wasn't. That's that's part of the spell. That's where that came in. Okay. The only thing it would have given him would have been an address for yeah. where the sister might be if he couldn't find her. Yeah. So it's like putting magic aside that kind of like loses footing. But as you said, it's explained through the spell. And then another thing that I didn't find so realistic is the detective not arresting Sally for practically confessing to murder. He's just like, he's like, you know, you should get a lawyer. You shouldn't tell me anything. But that, but she tells him anyway that he's just like, eh. But it's like, yeah, he was attracted to her, but his duty would seem like it would be more of a priority. And that's the one thing that made it difficult to me about 
Gary's character is that he really seemed to either just ignore his duties as a detective and just follow his heart. But it's like he did seem like he was a decent enough to... T- I don't know. It's confusing because on the one hand, they make him seem like he is dedicated to his job and he wants to be a good detective. But then on the other hand, that could be the spell. But on the other hand, it seemed like he was avoiding some very important duties for the fact that he like likes her. And then the, the women of the town so quickly turning to the witch's side when there had been decades of fear, you'd think that they would be at least a number of them that would still be too afraid. Um, it's like I can see a few that were on the fence about being afraid and then coming to their side or coming out of curiosity. But the ones that were like die hard, like we're terrified of you. I can't really picture them being like, oh, yeah, let's let's go help and do spells and stuff. You know, it's like even if they weren't afraid of the women themselves, they'd be afraid of like the quote unquote, like satanistic part even though i know they said that it's not part of satan it's like in their mind they probably are associating it with like evil with satan with you know all of these negative things so as i even if they're like okay the women might be okay but they're still doing things that i'm afraid of i i can't really see them turning so quickly and then gary the detective planting the ring with the ashes and claimed that the lab confirmed it to be the boyfriend's It's like, I don't know how much sense it makes that the lab wouldn't be able to see the DNA didn't match. Like, that... So, with that, they said um, jewelry in the ashes of the structure. So, they didn't necessarily find a body. I had to to really listen to, to that part over again to see what she actually read. Okay. I don't know. It was a little bit out there. It was a little sus. Yeah. yeah, it was a little too neatly wrapped up. I'll admit. <laughs> yeah, but I will say, even talking through my points, I'm like, okay, I I think a three was maybe a little bit too harsh. So I'm going to go ahead and raise it up to a four. I think that I mean, it's like there there's bits and parts in the realistic part that you're like, mm, I don't think that would happen, or or if it did happen, I don't think it exactly happened like that. But overall, like pretty pretty like we said this is a pretty solid movie it's hard to (laughs) pick a lot apart so yep it definitely is i had to nitpick as well honestly because it for the most part is a fairly realistic movie Mm -hmm. i give it a 3.5 okay so i split the difference (laughs) (laughs) because i too was going back and forth between the two there for a while but again with the nitpicky things like the blood was too bright on their hand cuts toward the beginning. The truck driver that hit the husband, you can't tell me he didn't see him. Yes. There was just a wave of bicycles. He had been walking into the road right before the giant group of cyclists went through. And right after the cyclists go through, the truck barrels through that intersection. No. Yeah. No. Uh-uh. Yep. The amount of liquor in the bottle keeps changing <laughs> from scene to scene. Good eye! <laughs> Consistency. Um, I I do appreciate the super toxic or unhealthy relationship that they portray between Jimmy and, and Jillian. 
Yeah, that's definitely um, pretty realistic. That was fairly, fairly accurate and realistic and definitely terrifying in and of itself. Yeah. <laughs> but that's that's pretty realistic. And I'm glad that she was able to at least try to get out when she did. I feel like she should have tried to get out sooner, but it happens so, so often that people stay and not just women, people stay in toxic, unhealthy relationships a lot longer than really they should either because they don't see it right away or they have some other issues that they're going through that make it difficult for them to get out of the relationship just mentally, emotionally, or because of other outside things going on. It's harder for them to distance themselves from that relationship. Well, and then also I think something mm -hmm. that isn't brought up a lot is uh, often with toxic or abusive relationships it's not like if it if a relationship was a hundred percent bad no one would stay in that relationship but it's like oftentimes like in her case where Mm -hmm. like the sex was good it's like there there's things that you think back on and you're like oh that was like you know such a good time or or whatever and it makes you feel connected to that person so it makes it a lot harder to disconnect Yeah, like you said, they wouldn't have been in that relationship to begin with if it was 100% bad from the get-go. Yeah. So It's like he reeled her in, and then, yeah. The red flags were there, but she was so blinded by lust that she was having a really good time and didn't see them. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. (laughs) Let's just leave it at that. (laughs) Um, So we were talking, I'm curious to get like a lawyer's perspective on how they would actually be charged, Hmm. the sisters. Mm -hmm. This is more of a side note, honestly, but um, we were talking when we were watching and taking notes on the movie, like there's a case for self-defense. They even say in there, like, we have to go to the police. It was self-defense. And then Jillian's like, I've been giving him this stuff for a while. (laughs) Slowly poisoning him basically (laughs) is not self-defense. Yeah. A lot of people use this, like she states later in the movie, Sally does, that a lot of people use belladonna for sedatives. And they put it in their tea to help them sleep. So if there was a case for that they could argue that he was basically an insomniac (laughs) yeah i I definitely feel like it would be a very messy it would be very 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 messy like Um, i feel like it depend on the prosecution and how they twisted it it also would have depended on how long they waited i feel like yes the fact that they exactly once they went from you know, trying to revive him in the car because she was trying to revive him in the back seat. Once they went from that to let's go back to my house, which is several miles away still in another state, it sounded like, because she took a flight to where Jillian was initially, then yeah, that moves to second degree murder at that point, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Which is not premeditated, but at the same time... It's still murder. <laughs> it's still murder. And um, intentional or not, it, it may be manslaughter. 
Yeah, I could also see manslaughter. It really depends, but then they hid the body. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, there's so many different charges, and I'd be curious to know from a lawyer's perspective (laughs) what all they would be facing. Yeah, like I can definitely like the the nice little wrap up at the end is kind of like a no. Yeah, like I can definitely see, you know, if they turned themselves in as soon as possible or or called the police and had the police decide, Mm -hmm. I could totally see it being a lot more likely for them to be able to get off the charges and because they'd be able to explain the way the Belladonna and and all of that. But yeah, the fact that they're them at gunpoint. Mm-hmm. And was threatening to burn one of the sisters at one point, like yeah. brand her with his ring. So if they had gone to the police initially, and it sounded like he was wanted for murder somewhere else as well, multiple times. So they probably would have been able to get away with, you know, almost nothing. <laughs> Yeah, because they could have been like, oh, yeah, he takes Belladonna to sleep. So we had it yeah. with us. And so we sl- uh, we snuck some to him, hoping he'll go to sleep. And then we accidentally gave him too much. Like, that would be an easy way to explain why he would yes. have had. Yeah. Extremely. Ah, yeah, it's like they just made it worse for themselves. <laughs> they really did. Uh, and panic will do that. <laughs> yeah. But I get it. Um, but that was kind of a side note, but also still tied into the the nice little neat ending in a bow. I was wondering when the ants found the bottle on the porch, if that was the same bottle that they poisoned him with, how is mm. it nearly full? And also, wouldn't they all have been poisoned with the belladonna? Mm. The bottle of tequila? Yeah. <laughs> and if it was a new bottle... What kind of supernatural bullshit powers does he have to be able to conjure a whole damn bottle of tequila oh, man. and place it on their porch? Plot hole. A little bit. <laughs> I am also impressed that they got the grass to look like that over the grave after it was, you know, freshly dug and raining like, you look out the next day, I know they're magic, but at the same time, it looks completely fresh. Like, nice, beautiful, well-cared-for lawn. Mm-hmm. And it was just the roses that were starting to come up in it. Yeah. So, no. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so... With the letter, again, Officer Hallett, Gary, would not have been able to get any evidence off of Sally's letter. He did stay silent. Like, he didn't say anything in the the movie, which, mm-hmm. you know, he knows there was nothing that he got from her letter apart from her address. Like, a possible location for the sister. That was it. So, but it was... It's also against the law to open and read someone else's mail without permission. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm pretty sure the police can only do. Yeah. That. It, yeah. I uh-huh. think they'd have to have a warrant. Yes. Would have been inadmissible in court, even if it did contain evidence and anything that they had gotten from after that, because of the letter would have been fruit of the poison tree and would have been inadmissible as well. 
Oh, <laughs> I know there are like loopholes and things, but I was, I fell down a rabbit hole. <laughs> and in this situation, there's no reason whatsoever for him to have opened the letter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know like listening to a lot of crime podcasts and stuff like that. Like there's this one that I watch where it's actually hosted by a former detective and a former New York prosecutor. And they explain over and over how careful they try and be yes. to. They have to. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's they like. They have to be. Yeah. Cause of the worst case scenario for them is if they arrest someone that all evidence points to them being the murderer and then they get loose because of some like stupid lousy yeah yeah or mishandling of evidence or evidence thrown out yeah because at that point in time if they're pretty sure that that was a person then they just let a murderer back out into the streets Yeah. yeah they have to be insanely careful with that kind of thing yeah so no but to hit on one of your points with the phone tree thing, phone with tree. that many women showing up to help. Oh, oh yes. So there were a lot more women in that classroom when they were deciding the phone tree than what showed up. Mm. So not everyone did show up. Okay. She actually, two of them were her coworkers, the people that she hired yeah. for her botanical shop. Yeah. So that helped boost the numbers a little bit. But the other women were the more sympathetic and curious ones that wanted to help. Mm-hmm. They heard her out for once and they decided to help. So not everyone did. Okay. Which makes it okay. a bit more realistic. Yeah, that, that helps. That helps. <laughs> but there there were several that showed up and I think a lot of it had to do with the curiosity. But also, she had never really done anything. Like, she was always the one that was trying to act normal. Mm-hmm. So for her to call and be like, hey, my sister needs help. There's a guy that will not leave her alone. It was a really bad relationship. He hit her and he will not leave her alone now. <laughs> I think that also helped. Yeah. Yeah. So the women were sympathetic. Mm-hmm. That's why I gave it a 3.5. There are some things that. Fairly realistic, especially the interactions between a lot of the the characters. But there are other things, again, had to be a little nitpicky on some of it, but still consistency is key. (laughs) That just fell a little short. Yeah. But those generally don't detract from the movie, Mm -hmm. at least in my opinion. Mm -hmm. So I love this movie. Yeah. (laughs) Take it as you will. Yeah, like like overall to be, it's a fun, interesting twist of like a romantic movie because it doesn't like a hundred percent focus on the romance. And I did check, and it is PG thirteen, so I think mm-hmm. it would be a decent family film if you have like older kids. That scene where they almost stick the needles in the eyes. Ah. Yeah, <laughs> I love her reaction though when she freaks out and backs off. It's like ah, <laughs> yeah. But so. but even as like not a huge rom com fan, this is one that I'll definitely be coming back to in the future. And you know, like we said, it's not like it's like yeah, it it is a focus in the movie, but it's not like a hundred. It's not the main point. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, 
Well, thank you so much for joining us today. And please comment on what you thought of the movie. If you'd like to recommend a movie game or tea and keep up to date with our content, you can find us on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Discord, and most places you listen to podcasts. And if you'd like to support the podcast, please subscribe, like, and share our content. We also have a Teespring and a PayPal donate button if you'd like to support us monetarily. And our Republic of Tea affiliate link will also be linked down below. It does not affect the price of the tea. It just helps us to continue to do what we love. You can find all of the sites mentioned linked down below. And until the next time, guys, stay safe and stay spoopy. Bye! Bye.